So open up your heart, open up your spirit to all that the Lord has for you tonight. There is healing flowing. There is healing flowing throughout her entire team. There's Dr. Malou, there's Anne, and there's Mike. So healing is flowing through them. Receive it tonight. Keep your heart and spirit open. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne. Well, I want to welcome all of you to this part of our evening, which is the um, medical ministry uh, with our team. And um, I'm just so excited and thrilled to be here with all of you. It's always such a joy to be back at Blazing Fire. So I know some of you were with us this afternoon when we did the, the healing training. And some of you, I think, are, are new. How many of you are, are new and weren't here in the um, afternoon? So a good amount. And then some of you kind of were with us this afternoon and are following through. So I'm, I'm just so happy to be with all of you. And what I wanted to do is share with you how we're going to be setting the rest of the evening up in terms of the healing part. So um, for those of you that are new, completely new to our ministry, I'll spend just a few minutes um, sharing a little bit about the ministry. I don't like to take too much time up with that now, but just a few minutes. And then we'll be going into some testimonies. I did bring some healing testimony slides, and I have um, some other testimonies. That, that's something I love to share. It's very wonderful. I could share that all day and all night. <laughs> You'd be sleeping here, <laughs> which nobody wants to bring their sleeping bags. So we'll keep that too, too short. And then we'll be collecting all of your prayer requests. And then um, Dr. Malou and I will be spending the rest of the evening doing the prayer ministry healing. That's really a combination of the medical and the spiritual. It's something that gives us a great deal of joy and and happiness to do. So I love doing this work. Um, Yes. Can you all hear me okay? I didn't realize it was so specific for where I I hold the the mic. So... um, Anyway, Dr. Malou and I have, I think we have a very exciting evening planned of prayer for, for all of you, and the presence of, of the Lord is already very strong here at Blazing Fire. So I just want to start out by saying how much I really love the church and, and um, Pastor Suzanne and Brent and Pastor Susan and Russ and everyone else who's part of the team here. It's just a wonderful god full of God's love, um, just a loving, precious, beautiful place that really exemplifies how the Lord wants us to love one another. So it's a, I think it's just one of the most special churches in the Bay Area. So I'm very, very happy to, to, to be with them as I, as I always am. Um, so how many of you are completely new to our ministry, though, not that you didn't come this afternoon, but just don't know much about the ministry. So it's, a, it's really, and anybody on this side or a few people? So it's, it's not a huge number. I'll just share really quickly then. I, do you, you all who are new know I'm a medical doctor and a minister, correct? Anybody not aware of that? Because it's, it's an unusual combination. We, we're usually on different sides of the, <laughs> of the fence, <laughs> all exemplifying different aspects of of the Lord. 
And it's very nice to combine this. That's what Dr. Malou and I are really happy to be able to do. So just to give you, again, a very short background, um, I started out as a medical doctor, and I'm in the Palo Alto area. So I come from having a practice in the area where I was seeing um, little kids, teenage kids, grown-ups and the elderly, everything from a, you know, a newborn up to somebody who could be in their hundreds. So I really like that part of what my practice was. You know, men, women, children, elderly, whole families would come to me. And it was really nice because it was very good um, background to do ministry. Um, one of the issues with the medical field is we're so specialized. And I've had uh, many doctor friends tell me, I don't even remember how the body works anymore because, you know, they, they're so specialized. That's how our field is. So if you're a nephrologist, you know, you know the kidneys. If you're an endocrinologist specializing in thyroid disease, you know the thyroid. If you're a retinal surgeon, you know the retina. So we kind of forget if we don't work with the whole body. So I think that would have made it much harder for me to do ministry if I was so super specialized. But praise God, he gave me the kind of the whole gamut. Um, let's see, the only other thing that I is probably worth mentioning is I've done a lot of teaching in my field, and um, I'm in the Palo Alto area. So I was um, invited um, shortly after I got my boards to be on the training faculty, the clinical faculty at, at the medical school at Stanford. So I did a lot of teaching over at Stanford. Um, medical students, I taught in the PA program. I, I would you know, lecture to residents. But also I was doing teaching all over the West Coast. Stanford was by far not the only place. Kaiser hospitals, several of the different Kaisers asked me to do teaching. Um, medical centers all the way from San Diego up to Seattle. So I was like all over the West Coast doing training, which I really enjoyed. So that part of my work I loved. But I didn't love it as much as becoming a minister. And that's what I did about seven and a half years ago. And that was very special for me. I became ordained. And then very quickly to share, God put me into hospitals all over the Bay Area especially in the ICUs. I was really working with the sickest, most untreatable patients. And um, as those of you who have been here before and you've heard all this, I'm not going to spend much time on it, so it's just for the new people. But um, working with people who are, who are so extremely ill, I saw many, many miracles. Now, these are the kind of miracles that I, I would be so touched by reading about in the Bible because they're nothing I'd ever seen as a doctor. And as a minister doctor, though, who God wanted to have work in the hospitals, I saw many incurable conditions, um, many quadriplegics being able to walk again. I saw a many number of people coming back from the dead. That was always kind of an amazing experience for me was to have a dead person come back to life. One of my favorites is a patient that Dr. Malou and I both prayed over together. I prayed in proxy. patient was in San Francisco. Dr. Malou called me and said, we have a problem. <laughs> it was a woman with a massive stroke. She's now turning 95. She came back from the dead this year. So she was amazing healing. Um, and her pictures, I have pictures that Dr. Malou sent me of her. 
um, the day after she died, and she's reading the newspaper. They're awesome pictures. I don't think I have them with me today, but if I did, you'd see her. Anyway, um, I just saw every kind of impossible to cure and heal condition being healed at, at all of our hospitals, including limbs growing out where they were missing and, you know, all kinds of cancers and burns falling off of people's bodies and just uncountable thousands and thousands of miracles. It was awesome. Wonderful experience. And um, we weren't a ministry. It was just me going to the hospital, sometimes occasionally coming with friends, and, um, and, then, and then seeing the hand of God lovingly, caringly touch so many people. The thing I think that touched me the most was God's love. That's always what has been the most touching for me, is how much he loves everybody. Again, for those of you that are new, I saw him heal everybody that would let me pray for them. Whether they were being sent by their pastors uh, or sending me <laughs> through the pastors to, um, to minister to church family members or families, but often people in the hospitals wanted this once they discovered that this kind of healing was available. And I prayed over people that had nothing to do with, the, with, with being Christian or being a believer. I prayed over Muslims and Buddhists and Hindus and New Age and non-believers. God would heal everybody. That was one of the wonderful things I saw about God. And, and those people would open their hearts and come to him. It was really precious. And he would heal everything. That was the other thing I learned. Didn't matter if you were had mental problems, physical problems, both, you didn't leave without total healing. And that means healing of marriages and healing of family relationships, along with your cancer or your quadriplegia or whatever else. So that was my time um, in training with the Lord. Um, My career has very much shifted. For example, at Stanford, I no longer do any medical teaching there, but I'm now part of their Christian ministry. So I do Christian ministry on the main campus now um, for the students, the undergraduates, the masters, and Ph.D. students. And they're as messed up as everybody else. <laughs> so they really need their prayers. So I, I have a great time over there. I'll, I'll be there on Tuesday and Wednesday this, this coming week. It's a very active ministry. And um, we have a large Facebook page that started a few years ago with 10 people. It's now a million about a million two hundred thousand, which is a big Facebook page, and we do testim. Well, while I had time, I don't have so much time to 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 work with it anymore. But we we're getting testimonies, and a million and a half prayer requests a year were coming through that, and um, we'd have as many as five million people a week um, when I was much more active with the page coming on. But I'd like to get active again. Um, if, you know, as my time shifts a bit. And then um, we became a ministry last year. We are completely a new ministry. So what you're seeing is someone who became a minister about seven and a half years ago. I've seen thousands upon thousands of God's supernatural healing miracles, but we had no ministry. That occurred last year. Dr. Malou um, Cipriano was one of our initial teachers. And um, Sarah, you're here, right? Sarah was one of our teachers. She's a pharmacist, and she's, she's right over there. She's wonderful. She taught diabetes, diabetic um, part of our training to the students. Our students were all 
um, from ministry. God really wanted us to teach how to heal the sick but bring the medical part in. We had 14 medical doctors, few nurses, and Sarah was our one pharmacist. <laughs> She's very unique. She did wonderful teaching. And Dr. Malou was just absolutely awesome. She taught a number of the classes. So that's pretty much our, what our story is. And um, we're now all over the Bay Area, and from Salinas, Monterey, all the way up to North Bay, Sacramento, and, and just bringing the healing and the training, you know, north, south, east, west. And that's pretty much what we do. And um, let's see, I think what I'd like to do is um, show some slides, maybe if I have time, share an extra testimony or two, because this part is really close to my heart. Let's see, what do I have here? So this is a slide that um, I've been showing around a little bit only because it's so unusual. What you're looking at is a woman with congenital heart disease. Now, you, you all know what that means. It means it's, it's a birth defect of the heart. And in the medical field, of course, you know, we work with these kinds of issues. And mostly they're things that end up with surgical correction. There's people... Kids that are born, they have holes in their heart, or they have, you know, between the chambers, or they have small chambers where they can't really get the blood through well. So a lot of these kids end up either early or a little later with pediatric cardiovascular surgeons. In fact, one of my close friends from medical school became a pediatric cardiovascular surgeon because she loved kids and she loved operating on kids. Um, so this, the woman I'm showing you um, is, is an exception because she has very serious um, congenital birth defects in her heart, but she can't really be operated on. So she has, first of all, you all know what mitochondria are? Does anybody not know? If you don't know, raise your hand. A couple people. It's the part of our cells that are very specialized to creating energy. We go through some chemical pathways in every cell in our body, the heart being no exception, and we can create energy to, to fuel the heart. It's, it's a little bit like pumping gas into your car. If you don't have any gas, your car isn't going to go very far. And um, so she has mitochondrial defects in her heart. So she doesn't have mitochondria that are really working properly. Um, it's just they're not there. And she also has deformed blood vessels in her heart. You know, we have coronary arteries that are part of our whole vascular system that, go, that are in the heart, and, you know, when they're normal and healthy and the right size and the right distribution, they're part of feeding the heart, nourishing the heart, and then helping to pump, you know, you know, we, we get blood out of the heart that has to go to every cell, organ, tissue in the body to give oxygen and blood and nutrients to our whole body. So she has a vascular system that doesn't do this, and she has defective mitochondria. So what does that mean in terms of her life? Well, 32 years ago, she started being hospitalized for this condition. She's had many hospitalizations. She's at Stanford. That's where she goes. And she's seeing cardiologists. She's seeing, I think, cardiovascular surgeon. She's seeing a mitochondrial specialist. 
And I, I like to say I didn't even know Stanford had a mitochondrial specialist. When I was over there at the medical site, I never saw any mitochondrial specialist, but she's seeing one. Now, the sad thing is because this is completely incurable, she's just been going downhill, downhill, downhill. And um, so what are some of her symptoms? Um, first of all, she's constantly getting blackouts. So she's getting, you know, like TIAs. So she's blacking out every day. She's got angina. You know, that's the pain you get when you have coronary artery disease. She gets angina. Not only does she get angina, but all of her organs and tissues throughout her whole body are deficient in blood and deficient in oxygen. So every part of her is having pain. It's not just her heart. She, can, she can't even lie on her side because she's in so much pain. She has an electrical arrhythmia of the heart. So the electrical system of the heart isn't working. She has absolutely no energy. She's at the point where the work she was doing, she's got to just retire. Like, she can't even work anymore. I'm trying to think if I'm missing any of these symptoms. I say, I mean, there's hardly anything else you can have with the heart. And um, she's, she's very um, fearful and anxious. That's the last thing. She kind of flips around between depression and fear and anxiety. So I was called in to pray for her because she's having so much problem that, again, she's at the point... You know, she's just a big downward spiral, and she's seeing wonderful doctors over at Stanford. There's nothing they can do for her. She's just down, down, down. So um, one of her dear friends said, let's go see um, Dr. Susan Richards, and let's at least have her pray. So um, really quite recently, um, she and I had a get-together. She went over all these symptoms with me and how horrible she was feeling, so I prayed into her very much in depth, the way that I pray into people. It's the way God trained me to do it in the hospitals, where you're integrating everything. You can never treat a woman with her kind of congenital heart disease by just praying into the heart. I mean, I had to pray into everything for her, you know, um, brain, endocrine, vascular system, oxygenation, you know, musculature, I mean, all kinds of things. But at the end of our prayer session, she said every single symptom had disappeared for the first time in her whole life. Now, again, Dr. Susan here takes no credit whatsoever. The only thing, I'm God's vessel. He wanted my, you know, he likes, with people like Dr. Malou Cipriano and myself, he calls on us for our medical knowledge because he wants to call on it and use it. Someone like this woman really did need it. She's had ton of medical care. She's had a ton of prayer. She's just not capable with what's happened of any shift. But at the end, she said, I think I'm healed. So I, I got a letter from her three days later, and she said, I feel great. She said, I have no symptoms at all for the first time in her life. I thought that was really cool. Four days later, I get a call from her, and she said, um, I worked a seven-hour day today working, and she said, I have tons of energy, and she said, I feel fabulous. And then finally we had some tea, because I was over in her area. Her church um, wanted me over there. And so we had some tea, and she's just running around, and she's working, and she's uh, down in Monterey, and she's up here, and she's just all over the place. And, and she's just doing great. It's completely incurable. What she has 
zero. So now this is, a, this is a testimony that I gave you all today. Those of you that were here have heard this, but for, I wanted to show the picture. I didn't have it at our, at our you know, get-together training. And those of you that weren't here, it's a wonderful testimony. Now this is a woman who's, I don't know, she's, she's probably in her 60s, and a lovely person who's been coming to some of our healing events. And what you're looking at is a woman with, with really difficult to work with cancer. So she's a cancer patient. What she has is very widely distributed basal cell carcinoma. So it's been a real problem. She's already gone through two major cancer surgeries. They took big, gougy pieces out of her face, and then they took, as she said, big gouges out of her neck. Now, what she currently has, or, or what she currently came with, is cancer all over one of her arms. And, and it's quite nasty-looking cancer. It's, um, it's, there's kind of different versions of basal cells. She's got the worst. It's the mo- hers is the most aggressive, and it's red, angry-looking, elevated, patchy, irregular lesions that are rapidly growing. She's facing a third surgery. She's also depressed and exhausted. She's got some other issues going on. And um, I wanted to show, just to show her to you, for a couple of reasons. One is that we never can second-guess God. You know, we pray for everything, and, and I always know God has his perfect plan. And I really want to encourage that with everybody, because what, what isn't so helpful is where we get stuck on how God has to do things, because he's going to do it the way he planned it for us before we're ever born. It's the 139th Psalm. We've all read that psalm. You know, he, he created us in his book and before he, we were ever in the mother's womb. So he knows exactly what he's doing. Now, what he did with her was when I first prayed over her, he took away her depression and exhaustion right away. That was a beautiful healing. But that's what he worked on. Then she came back like a week or so ago. She said, I have a testimony. She pulls up her sleeve. There is not a single cancer lesion on her whole arm. And as I shared today, not only did he take her cancer lesions off, and I apologize for repeating this to you guys, but it's worth repeating. There was not, not only, there's no scarring, there's no nothing, but her skin looked like, as I say, if she was 14 years old, that would be too old for how good her skin looks. Her skin looks like a 10-year-old skin. It is so, I I look at this skin and I'm in disbelief. It's creamy and it's smooth and it's silky and it's, it's actually creamy looking. Her own skin, when you see her, you can see it's kind of dark patched. But this skin on her arm, as I say, it's like every woman's dream skin when you go to a spa. It's like, how much do I have to pay you to give me 14-year-old skin? Well, that's older than her arm. And the, the fun thing is she pulled up her sleeve and shows me her other arm, which I've seen a few times, and the, the two arms look completely different. The, 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 what she says is that my arm that never had any cancer looks no good compared to the arm that had cancer. The one that God healed is the one that is beautiful looking, and the other one just looks like her regular arm <laughs> and her regular skin. So, I, I, again, that's the Lord. What are we going to say? He just did the most 
beautiful, perfect job, and not a, she's got scars. You know, she's showing me all her scars. Nothing on the side that God touched. So, but he wanted to work with her depression and her exhaustion first. You know, I would have said, God, go after the cancer. No, he didn't. That was the next thing he did for whatever reason, but he did it in such a perfect way that it's like, I'm so thrilled for her. It's like God just did a perfect healing on her. So, um, oh, so this is a man who, um, who I prayed for who has bilateral hearing loss and hypertension and um, coronary artery disease. And there's one other problem, which is he lives on a large piece of property where the, the original owner was one of his very close relatives who passed away this year. And he's living on the property, and he is now in charge of the estate. And the biggest issue with him as a problem was that, um, that the relatives now hate him. I mean, I'm just saying what the relatives say to me is nobody likes him because they think he's the one in charge of all the money and all the land and what they're going to do. And now he's in the doghouse, like everybody's upset with him. And I was actually asked to pray for him by other relatives, and everybody was saying the same thing, that the family's not getting along anymore now that there's an estate and an inheritance to deal with. So it was really making him upset. So, again, he's a great example of God healing the whole person. Because after I prayed for him, he was really depressed and upset with the antagonism. But he was feeling much better afterwards. All the physiological things were better, and his hearing was much better. Because he had bilateral hearing loss. And um, that, that's a really big issue. I have a great testimony. I can't remember if I... Let's go to the next slide. And let me just see the one after that. Okay, I didn't bring... Go, go back to the woman. So I didn't bring the... I'm going to share a testimony since we're on hearing that's really precious. So there is a man who comes to our ministry who's had a couple of really major issues that's worth sharing. Um, the first issue that he came to for healing, and I'm now giving you his testimony the way he shares it, and he has shared it with many people at the ministry who, who come to our healing events. And his name is Sammy. Sammy, I don't think you're here because I didn't see you because you're, no, I guess you're not. Okay, so anyway, um, it's a wonderful testimony from the healing side because um, a year before he came for healing, he said he began to have extreme pain in his eyes. And he was having pain, irritation, occasional itching, but he was losing his vision. He said that was really a terrible problem. And, and what he shared with me, and he shared this, we were just at another ministry event this week, he told everybody there the same thing. He said, I went to 15 different medical doctors. That's really unusual within the span of a year. He said he went to 15 doctors, and including doctors at the Veterans Hospital in Palo Alto. He said all they did was give him pills. He was so funny. They gave me ointments. He said they gave me salves. I mean, he was saying stuff that we don't even do in the medical field. You know, we probably give him some ointments and you know, pills and stuff. But, you know, he's showing little bottles, and 
it, it was kind of funny, but it wasn't funny to him at the time because he's miserable. And he said it's 24-7, the pain. He can't bear it. And he said he was at the point of, he just was, he, he just didn't even know what to do. He was, he was so miserable, losing his vision, all the pain. So um, anyway, somehow or other, he found our ministry. And he said, he came, got one prayer. I prayed over him. He said everything instantly disappeared from the Lord. And it's never come back. He said he was completely healed. He was really happy. And he's been in really great shape, no problem with vision. And all of a sudden he starts having the enemy and now attacking his hearing. That's why he was back this week. So he's having the same issue, except now it's his ears. So now he's got all this pain in his ears. I think he said the right ear is worse than the left ear. He's, getting, he's having hearing loss, just like the visual loss. He's having um, um, ringing in the ears. He said it's extreme tinnitus. He's having a lot of pain. And again, it's 24-7, and he's completely miserable. He said his eyes are perfect. No problem with the eyes. And I, I don't know what the enemy's, you know, af- why he's after him um, so badly, but now it's his ears. He came in really upset, very frowny looking, really unhappy, and um, miserable looking. And he's sharing, he shared the visual story with everybody because that made him happy. So um, I was in Sunnyvale, and um, Cynthia Alvarado was with me. Cynthia um, is one of the hosts, and she's a wonderful woman of God. I love doing our prayer ministry with her. So, um, so he needed a lot of prayer for the, for the hearing. So I prayed over everything I could pray over. I prayed for his cranial nerves. I prayed for his ear. I got his neurotransmitters balanced. I said, I got to balance your neurotransmitters because this ringing is, is really, um, there's likely some inflammation there, which makes your neuro, means your neurotransmitters are out of balance. One of the things we know from the medical side with ringing in the ears is you can have inflammation in the, the inner fluids in the inner ear. Uh, you can have, you know, it can be allergic and just be inflammatory. So I prayed all over with him, laid hands on him, Cynthia laid hands on him. At the end, big smile, completely healed again. So I was really happy. I just wanted to share another kind of hearing visual thing. Now what you're looking at here is a woman who obviously likes horses, but she's a woman who had very severe H. pylori. Do you all know what H. pylori is? Anybody know what it is? Very few, almost nobody knows. Okay, H. pylori can be an extremely serious infection in the body. It's, it's usually in the stomach. And what it does is it can break down the lining of the stomach. And you get ulcers. It's a little bit like what can happen with GERD and acid reflux, where you get all this stuff coming back, you know, backflow into your throat. And you can get a lot of ulcerations from the acidic content of the stomach. I prayed for one man, almost his entire esophagus was just a bunch of ulcers. There wasn't even any normal esophageal tissue. He was in such bad shape. If he wasn't on medication, he literally couldn't survive. The pain was so bad. So that's kind of what happened with her, except it's limited in creating ulcerations in the stomach. She was hospitalized for this last year, and um, 
She's having internal bleeding, and she's having so much pain. She's practically fainting all the time. And so she, you know, they worked with her in the hospital, got her stabilized, sent her back. But they, she's not healed is the problem. The ace, oh, she was severely anemic from the H. pylori as well. So they send her back. She's stable, but she's not healed. So recently, the same symptoms start to happen, except this time she says these are worse symptoms. She said, not only am I in extreme pain and I can feel my stomach is all, I can feel the ulceration bothering me, and, and I have all the, the extreme you know, spasm and contraction, but she said, I'm having elimination bowel movements that are completely black. Now, when you have black bowel movements, it means they're coming from the upper tract. Red, it's when, you know, it's fresh blood, it's coming from the colon, it's lower. Hers was completely black, and she said, I'm just emptying and emptying and emptying. She said, I'm going to end up back in the hospital. She said, I'm in so much pain, so much misery. So um, she said, please, you've got to pray over me. So, so I prayed over her, and, and I was really careful because she's already been in the hospital once. So I prayed into the mucous membrane lining the stomach. I mean, I went detail by detail with her to get every single thing healed. Let's heal the ulceration. Let's get rid of the black tarry bowel movements. You know, let's get rid of the pain. I, I mean, I was going system by system. But the next morning, she said she was completely healed. No hospital. So um, she's in great shape. And I prayed over her for a few other things. And what I like about God is she had some... Um, brain trauma and injury to the electrical system of the brain. She was having some severe pain and headaches. And now she's so healed by God that if she starts to get symptoms, they self-correct. I don't even have to pray over anymore. Now, that's a genuine healing. It never gets... It, she'll say, oh, last night I had the, the symptoms, and then, and then they, she'll pray. They just completely disappear. That's a genuine healing from the Lord. She never ends up having to go to a doctor, no hospital, no nothing. That's a great healing. Okay, let's go to the next. Now, this is a really precious little boy. His name is Zion, and he's seven years old, and he's from one of the churches in the South Bay. And I've prayed over lots and lots of little children who are autistic, who are ADHD, learning disability, all kinds of you know, all kinds of stuff. And I've seen God heal them all, so I know that we know how much God loves children, and, and I love seeing him take kids who are having a really hard time, like this little boy, and just absolutely bless them. It's, it's, it's our loving, caring God. So what was going on with Zion? So the church that, um, that his grandmother goes to is the one that I minister at, where I do this kind of healing ministry like we're doing here tonight. And so she said, um, look, I want to bring my grandson, and I'm going to bring his mom, and we're going to bring the family. They have a big family. And she said, would you pray for him? She was so concerned about how poorly her son was doing that she literally asked me over and over again, would you pray for him? Would you pray for him? Promise me. And I absolutely promised her I would pray for, for Zion. It wasn't even an issue. So I found out... When, when they brought him, which was quite soon after she asked me, turns out he's, he's kind of an autistic type of um, 
of, of condition. Um, he, he has impaired speech, greatly impaired speech, and he doesn't bond with kids at school. Um, he's more a social isolate, which is what the enemy likes to do with these, these really precious children. And he has learning disability. He's just kind of a textbook autistic case in some ways. So he doesn't learn well. And then um, the family told me that he has so much fear and anxiety that he won't even be in the house where a door is open. Like, he doesn't even want a closet door open. He doesn't want a porch door open. He doesn't want anything. And if the door is open, he'll literally kind of yell at the family and say, close the door. And then he'll go off by himself and isolate himself and have nothing to do with the family. He just gets totally freaked out if a door is open. So that's what the family wanted prayer for. So they brought him. I prayed over him. It was getting late because that's a church that likes to do, like Blazing Fire does, they do a lot of wonderful worship. So I made sure I prayed for him in depth right away, and then everybody took off for the evening. Uh, The family took off. Everybody else was still there because they hadn't had their prayers yet. And then the next day I heard from the mom and the grandmother, and they said he was 100% healed. God had given him a total healing. Nothing left, no, no symptoms. And you can see he's a precious little, look at that, he's a precious, adorable, joyful little boy. And the mother was so funny because after the son got healed, I get all these emails from the mom saying this, she said, okay, this one has anxiety and this one's paranoid and this one's having asthma. And she lists everything for the whole family. She said, you cured him with God, now you're going to heal every one of us. So I end up with this huge pile of papers from the family but they're, but they're really special, and I'm so glad I could have seen him. Now, one other little boy, I have a couple more testimonies, and Dr. Malou and I are going to start our prayers that I do want to share with you all that are really sweet. This is one from this week, and it's, again, it's a little boy with um, congenital malformations of his body. He's only a year and uh, barely a year and a half old. He's actually just under a year and a half and he was so damaged at birth that he has um, his bones are completely malformed, like the skull. The, the heads of the bones of the head are misshapen, and he's got um, malformations. He's got torticollis, you know, as a tiny little child, a little baby. He's got torticollis, where and his neck goes to the left. Um, his rib cage is malformed. His lumbar sacral spine. Um, he, he's only, at almost a year and a half, he weighs 15 pounds. His feet are about this big. He's, he's, he, he has no height, no weight. He doesn't eat. He can't drink. The mom said when he eats, he throws everything up. He Barely anything goes in him. So he's that old and weighs just a little more than a newborn after a few months. Yet here he is almost a year and a half going nowhere, and um, so he has no energy. He, he, he can't. He was born with a hole in his heart. I mean, the devil just took after this little boy. And that's what the mom said because that's her fourth son. They're a lovely, special family. They're just a beautiful family. And um, she brought the 10 year old with her and the little baby. Um, and the 10 year old was the nicest boy. He was really patient. 
loves his little brother. And, um, and she, she said, I really feel this is the enemy because she said, we love God, my three other sons. She said there's one son that needs some prayer. But basically, they're, they're a wonderful family. And then this precious little boy is born. Um, just It's just he's a disaster from the medical side. So she asked me to do a you know a prayer session with him, which I did. Now, what really made me happy was partway through the prayer session, there's a bottle. He grabs, the, the mom gives him the bottle. He glugs the whole bottle down. Then he glugs a whole nother bottle down. And he's super active. The mom said she's never seen him this active. She said he has no energy. He's just droopy. So he's full of energy, and, and he's drinking. She said, I've never seen him eat this way since the day he was born. So God's already healing this precious little boy just right in the middle of the session. And that made me extremely happy. And the family, the, the brother left smiling, the mom left smiling. It's just a couple days ago here, and it was just a total joy for me to, to see the Lord loving and touching this sweet little boy, and he's so little, little feet. And I thought, this is wonderful. How, and the mom and I discussed it. How is he going to grow when he can't keep any food down and he can't take in any nutrients? So it was a wonderful thing to see all the stuff, food go down in. And then another quick... Um, Quick one that's again it's it's a it's it's a quite recent one is a man who kind of like the woman with the congenital heart disease where somebody is just untreatable, unhealable. This is a man who has a lot of issues. He said he's been an alcoholic all his life. He said the family's alcoholic. He started to drink when he was, you know, basically a kid, and he's got drug addict had drug addiction issues. And he's, he's been really impaired by the enemy. Again, lovely family, nice guy, really special person. But he said, I have just been absolutely um, destroyed by the, by the enemy. I, um, I spent time with him. He spent a long time telling me his medical history. It was very, a lot to it. And he's had like 11 surgeries or slightly less. He's had seven surgeries in his neck. He's had low back surgeries. He's had knee surgeries. He's been in extreme pain. He said nothing has helped him. He's been on antidepressant drugs. And he said the drugs, he didn't realize he was allergic to the drugs that he was addicted to. And he said the problem he had was the sicker he got, the more the doctors would give him higher doses. And then he'd get sicker yet, and then they'd give him higher doses. And he said it just kept going on and on. So this has been going on for like 20 years. And he's had all these surgeries. He's, in, he's super depressed, un, untouchable depression, untouchable pain. He can't work. He can't drive a car. He can't do anything. And so his wife has to do everything. And he said for the last two and a half years, and I'm quoting him directly, he said, I've been living in a death room. He said, I'm in my death room or I'm in my depression room. That's the way he described his, I think it's his bedroom or something. Or He said, I'm in my death room all the time. That's how he thinks of his life. I'm in my depression room. That's how he's been. And when I talked to him, that's how he sounded. Just black, miserable, hopeless, horrible. So he came to one of our prayer events that's actually in the Mid-Peninsula, 
got prayed for, and he actually looked happy when he left. He's smiling. He's in a good mood. That made me really happy. And I didn't really hear a whole lot back. But the next time I was at that church, I had a couple of, of um, services to do um, very rapidly, one after another for the church. He and his wife, and, and they, they're starting to bring friends um, who are really sick. He comes in, and what they're doing, I pull up to the church, there's people having a picnic. Now it's him and his wife and the other friend and that they're bringing to get healing. He looks at me, waves me over, and they start stuffing me with crab cakes and um, <laughs> corn on the cob. I mean, I'm happy as can be. <laughs> you know, broccoli salad. And he says, you know, I stopped all my drugs. He said, I'm feeling great. He said, I'm happy. I'm joyful. He said, I'm the one that drove here. And that drive, it took them, they're far away. It took them about three hours. This man hasn't driven in years. He said, I'm the one that drove. He said, God's healing me. He was really happy. So he came for another prayer. Then I get a picture from him after the second prayer, and he's driving a go-kart. And now he's like crashing into other cars and he, you know, whatever they call all those cars, you know, where you get bumper cars, you know, he's smiling and he's happy, he's having a great time. So he comes for the third prayer. Now remember, this is a man who can't move and he's crippled and he's a mess. So he comes up to me before the prayer service and he starts to dance. And this man is dancing and he's playing the harmonica. And he's it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I actually took some pictures. I have pictures. I have a little video of him dancing. And he's so happy. And, um, and I thought, this is just the most beautiful thing that God is doing with him. Like he's completely, no more death room, no more depression room. He says, I'm a happy guy. And I love watching him play the harmonica and dancing. And he was really a good dancer. He's probably better than I am. <laughs> he's good. So anyway, that was just this this last week, it was just wonderful to see. So I just love when God does these amazing healings. So this is what I like to see. We're going to start this with you guys now. So um, I'm going to call up Dr. Malou. Um, and um, we're going to have a great time with you all. And I want to I share this with you before we start to pray which is that both of us and then Anne, like Dr. Anne, <laughs> and um, Mike, we all, we're all here because we, we want to see every one of you feel better. Yeah, that would be great. So all we want to do is, is love on you guys and, and, and be here to, to see the Lord heal you and make you better. And again, like I want to share with the woman whose picture I showed you, God's the boss. Doctor is Dr. Malou's a doctor. I'm a doctor. We're ministers. Are we the boss? No way. He's the boss. And what our goal is is to see every one of you through the work we're doing be touched by Him. Some of you are going to have instant miracles. It's just how God does it. I can't change that. Some of you are going to have more progressive healing. But we really want to encourage you, whatever God does, if you don't give up, and you keep coming and getting prayer, and it's very good to mix the medical and spiritual. Um, I, can, I can say that because it's really powerful. Here we have at the church um, Pastor Susan Fockler, who is basically a 
nurse practitioner, which means she's basically functioning as a family practice doctor, yet she does inner healing and she totally loves God, and it's that combining. So what we need are doctors with hearts, because none of us have any hearts. We're just like stone-cold people, because it's the way we're trained. People like me and Dr. Malou, we have to really, you know, we had to like make sure we had our hearts. Because in our medical training, it's all technical. We might as well be electrical engineers. It's all just lab tech. I'm sorry. Any of you here doctors tonight? Anybody I'm insulting about the field? <laughs> Anybody I'm insulting beside me and Malou? <laughs> no, no other doctors. Okay, any nurses here? I know we've got some nurses here. So the nurses, by the way, have a lot more heart. Yeah. You guys aren't as messed up as we are. The nurses are awesome. Um, I loved being in the, in the hospitals because the nurses always would hug me and they'd say, pray for us, pray for our ward. And the doctors, I mean, they weren't rude or anything, but, you know, it was like we weren't there. So <laughs> they were, they just, you know, it's a, they, it's, they don't, they can't relate to it <laughs> for the most part. And I have to say, we're just starting to do some training and we're starting to get a few doctors in. And we always usually do get some doctors to our prayer meeting. We might, like tonight, it wouldn't have surprised me to have a couple of doctors here who really like this kind of stuff. But for the most part in our field, it's just not where we're at. So it's beautiful when God can take doctors with no hearts, and then he can... We got a lot of knowledge, though. What we have is a lot of smarts, but we don't have hearts. <laughs> Smart, but no heart. <laughs> and then we have... Um, the, the, the um, prayers, and we have the churches that are full of the love, the hearts, and faith and trust, and everything's around the Lord. But they haven't gone through the medical training for the most part. So that part, except for someone like Pastor Susan. And so they don't know much about how the body works. So we all need God to, like, mix us up. We, the, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing you can't pray for tonight. Nothing. In fact, I welcome you to do it. I know a number of you were at our class today. Nothing would make me happier and Dr. Malou happier than to have you all be praying along with us and practicing what we did training on. And then those of you that weren't at the class, I invite you all to do the same thing. I invite you to pray with us, too. The more you learn, and I like to say this, the principles. Forget about all the medical words we use. That, that can be really confusing to people who don't have our background. But the principles are things that you all, every one of you, can pray into the Lord, and we'll encourage you to do that. Because when you can do this on your own, you're going to get even more healing. We welcome you to any service we do. Oh, I, was, I just remembered I'm supposed to mention that we're going to be back here next month. Um, we'll be back here at this church right after the new year. But we're going to be in Dublin at um, um, Valley Christian Church in um, November, I think it's November 5th. So they invited us there to do a healing event that they're putting on. So that should be really cool. And then we're invited to Resurrection Lutheran Church. Now, that's pretty interesting because the Lutheran churches don't believe in miracles. But we're going, to two, we're going to two Lutheran churches this month to do miracles. 
So we're, we're in Martinez at a Lutheran church, and we're here. And, and they, you know, they're inviting us to do miracles. They're not inviting us to talk about drugs or <laughs> what new drug you need. They're inviting us for miracles. So we're going to be there the 27th. So we, they wanted us to let you guys know if you want to come to those churches and just keep continuing and back here in January. We love to pray for you all, and, but while we're not, we invite you to pray for yourself. That's why we want you to learn some of what we're teaching. It's really helpful. So I'm going to have Dr. Malou. We're, you want to start? We're going to, we're going to do the brain. We're going to pray for it. We're going to pray endocrine. We're going to pray... Um, the energy pathways, your DNA, we want to go into your cells. I want to make sure everybody's cells here are, get, get some attention. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you, God, for what you have already done this morning, this, uh, during the training, O oh Lord. And thank you that uh, you said in your word, you were very clear, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so we, we repent, Father, for... Uh, those times when uh, we had our mind patterned after the world. But tonight we declare that we renew our minds because we have the mind of Christ. We no longer conform to the patterns of this world. But, Father, we ask that you renew our minds so that we may know the uh, perfect, acceptable will of the Lord for our lives, Father God. And thank you that the same spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead is the same spirit that dwells in us even right now, Lord. And you said that it's the same spirit that quicken our mortal bodies. So, Father, we ask you tonight that you quicken, Elder God, the inner man, Elder God. Lord, thank you, Elder God, that um, you... You patterned us. You fashioned us after your image. Therefore, we are perfect and we are holy, O Lord God. We are smart, O Lord. We can focus well. We don't have brain fog in the morning. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for the gift of the nervous system, O Lord God. Lord, thank you for for the amazing uh, cerebral cortex, the brain that allows us to commune with you. Thank you for this amazing anatomy that sets us apart from the rest of the creation because it allows us to talk to you and allows us to hear from you, all our God, in the name of Jesus. And uh, thank you for the spinal cord, that part of our brain that uh, sends signals to all uh, parts of our body, to our limbs, to our hands, all our God. Thank you for the 100 billion neurons, Lord, that uh, send signals and receive signals from uh, all over the body that allows us to communicate pain and all the senses, the taste of our food, the things we hear. And so, Lord, thank you specifically for the cerebral cortex, the frontal lobe of the brain that allows us to focus, to concentrate, to make uh, godly um, decisions to obey your word, and for those struggling with frontal lobe lesions like stroke and autism, those those with broken speech defect. I read from our list that there's a lot of you that struggles with loved ones who, who had strokes. So I pray that the blood of Calvary flow over that area, because it's the blood of the Lord that washes not only our sins but it changes all our, our cellular pathways. Uh, I, I lift up the parietal lobe, that part of the lobe in our brain right here. 
that uh, uh, receive signals, the pain pathways from the periphery. Father, I declare that the parietal lobe is perfect. They are young. They are patterned after you. They are functioning as designed by heaven. And the temporal lobe right here in between your ears that contains your uh, memory areas, the vernix area, the speech area, that allows us to comprehend and understand written uh, words and uh, things that we hear. So anointed Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. And for those of you um, who have um, um, problems with your eyes, they're all connected to the occipital lobe of the brain right here. You can lay hands on that area. And uh, every eye problem, all the signals that we see from the optic nerve, the optic chiasm, um, the calcarine sulcus, they're all being related to the visual cortex. I just declare that not only, Lord, will your people have um, physical vision, but give them fresh vision from heaven. Give them yeah. eyes to see and ears, ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Awaken, awaken, awaken us, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Um, and thank you, O Lord God, for um, the limbic system. The limbic system contains uh, your hypothalamus, your amygdala. It's the emotional center of our brain, Lord. And so for those who have unresolved issues, trauma, um, during childhood, those who have experienced um, divorce, abandonment, um, rejection, bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, molestation, rape, I declare that tonight the Spirit of the Lord would give you freedom. The Lord said that uh, he died on the cross that so that we might um, experience freedom and uh, experience the abundant life. So, Father, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the gift of joy. I heard you guys um, laughing tonight. I even laugh myself because it's just infectious. And you have no idea how much dopamine your brain has rewarded you because of that holy joy. Yeah, every time we, um, the, the, what you call this, the Holy Spirit release that spirit of joy, something happens in our brain because we are a tripartite being. What happens in the spirit happens in the mind and affects your neurotransmitters. So, Father, thank you that even tonight you rewarded us with the happy, happy hormones. And uh, you are very clear, Lord. We don't complicate healing. You said in Proverbs 17:22, a cheerful spirit is a cheerful heart is good medicine. And it is the crushed spirit that dries up the bone. You know, the bone specifically chose the, the Lord chose the bone because inside the bone, there's potential. You have the stem cells that are now used to cure um, stroke and all those quadriplegia and cancer and multiple sclerosis. The Lord is saying that we have, if we have the spirit of joy, he can literally awaken the potential in us. So, Lord, I just pray that you will awaken those callings, those dreams that has been buried there. Some of you have given up on your dreams. Tonight, is, the Lord is giving life and wings and blood supply and bone marrow to all your dreams. And our bones also has the capacity to fight infection. The Lord has equipped us to fight um, in the natural against viruses, bacteria, infection, but then we are warriors in the spirit. 
So, Father, enable us, O Lord God, that every day give us that um, energy to just um, put on this armor, the shield of faith. Yes, Lord, the belt of truth, Father, in the name of Jesus, the sword of the Spirit, O Lord God. And lastly, O Lord God, before Dr. Susan, Thank you. I read in your notes here, there's like hypertension, asthma, and everything. everything. We have the so-called uh, brainstem right here that uh, contains the, the respiratory center that controls how fast and how slow we breathe. And uh, for those of you struggling with asthma, I just release life over the respiratory center in the um, brainstem that they will relax in the Lord. If you have asthma, your airway uh, overreacts. There's smooth muscles in there that kind of overreact when we are stressed, when we inhale allergens. So, Lord, I just pray that tonight there's freedom for those um, struggling with hyperreactive airway disease, that uh, the ruwah, the breath of life, enters their their lungs, oh Lord God, because it is your the oxygen, the ruwah that gives us life and makes our pH alkaline. Yeah, we thrive in an alkaline environment. And also for those with struggling um, high blood pressure, I just pray that tonight um, the smooth muscles of your arteries will rest in the Lord. The Lord is saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. The Lord is saying, let's exchange yoke because my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you can learn from me. So, Father, thank you for that gift tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. So, I want to just do a little bit more on the brain because it's very important. Thank you, Dr. Malou. I, I love the... Oh, no, 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 you're, you know, you're here. Okay, I'm staying. You're here, you're staying. So, um, I want to just um, repeat again that we need the whole brain to be healthy. You cannot function without whole brain health. It regulates every cell in your body. I don't care what you have. Again, I always, we have tons of sheets that have come up here. We have everything from cancer to autoimmune disease to metabolic disease to structural, a lot of structural impairment. A lot of you came in with neurological and orthopedic issues, tons. A lot of emotional issues, life issues. The brain regulates everything. Again, if we don't pray into it, you don't heal from the medical side. We've got to do that. So again, we want the cerebral cortex with the frontal lobe intelligence, parietal lobe movement, temporal lobe speech, sensory function, um, occipital lobe, the vision, um, and then the midbrain and the hindbrain all regulating, again, every part of your body. Dr. Malou gave a very good example. You also have a cardiac control center in your brain stem that regulates your heart, no matter what kind of heart disease you have. Little tiny piece. Imagine you're not going to heal unless that little piece in your brain stem can regulate the electrical system and chemicals of your heart. So you need that to heal from atrial fib and tachycardias and you know, congestive heart failure and coronary artery disease. So again, God created us as an integrative whole. So what I want to do now is just pray for um, just 
a couple minutes over the foundational cells of the brain. We were going over that again during our training class, but let's pray into it now as a group. I know I had you pair off, um, you know, in twos and threes, but let's pray into everybody's neurons. And again, remember you have 100 billion neurons. Those of you that are new, maybe you don't know you have 100 billion neurons, but you do. And, and it's obviously important, or why would we have 100 billion of them from God? So every bit of information about your software is your neurons. So every bit of information about you are in those neurons. So they're super important to pray for because, you know, we're not interested in praying out the fact that you like to jog or you enjoy making lasagna or something. And, you, and everybody thinks you have the best lasagna in the world. Those are the fun things, or you love to sing. What we're praying out are the disease patterns that are embedded in your neurons. Just like the DNA of your cells, your neurons are a place where all your illnesses are embedded. The level of the neurons and the neurotransmitters, which are the chemicals in the neurons, they code you for disease. So we want to uncode you. We want to create health and balance. So I want to pray into everybody's neurons, which, again, we talked about earlier, but let's spend a minute praying over them. Again, we want to remove everything. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on these sheets that has nothing to do with the Lord because they are things that are making you miserable. I don't care what it is. There's cancers, there's thyroid disease, there's tendinitis, Diabetes, mm. there's hypertension, there's heart disease, there's all kinds of emotional issues. Some of it's for your loved ones. Mm. I mean, there's strokes on here. Some of it's proxy prayer. Some of it's for the people here. And we want to get rid of every bit of that. If it's stuck and embedded in your neurons, you are never going to get rid of it. You, you are stuck with those 100 billion neurons. And, and Dr. Malou and I and no other doctors can do anything for your 100 billion neurons with all the coding. So God can, though. God can do everything. So we want to go into every brain of every one of you into 100 billion neurons and pray out all the disease patterns that are sitting on these sheets and even ones you didn't even share with us. Sometimes people won't even bother putting all the stuff down because they want to focus on a few things. We want God, Lord, please heal everybody in this room of these really toxic patterns, which in some cases are generational curses. They may be things that are family patterns. They may be things that have been with you forever. Like the man I shared with you who's been an alcoholic since he was a kid, He's in his death room, and now he's dancing and playing the harmonica. Talk about a big change in somebody's neurons. Yeah. That's it. And, and he was on all this pain and antidepressant medication. That's a big change in those neurons. He's a great example of God shifting things in a way that only he can do. So I want to pray for all of you that you enjoy that blessing of God for new neurons. And again, God can do it instantly or you may notice it more progressively. Trust in him. Believe in him. He will never let you down. Amen. I mean, I have to repeat that over and over again. He will never let you down. So we want to clear this out, and we want all of you to have 
perfect chemicals in these neurons. And that is your neurotransmitters. And we have ones that, again, just remember we have inhibitory that slow you down and excitatory neurotransmitters that speed you up. And when you're balanced, which is how God really wants you to be, you are perfect. You're not too slow. You're not too fast. What you do have is God's perfect love, his guidance, his tenderness, um, his blessings. And you have a lot of energy and strength and happiness and joy and upliftment because we all need times where we're slow and we need to sleep well at night and we want to read this, the word of, of God. We want to pray. You know, there's slower times. We just want to be quiet, read a good book, whatever we want to do. And there's fast times where you are just doing a thousand miles a minute, it feels like, where you're super busy and you're doing work, you're doing exercise, you're singing, you're dancing, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're happy and joyful when these things are balanced. Now, the enemy is the one that loves to come in and pull this balance away from you. This is where I want to pray into you. Because if the inhibitory is out of balance, the excitatory, you get sick. Now, if, now, the chemicals that regulate the inhibitory are beautiful chemicals because when they're balanced, you're not only receiving God's love, but you're in deep peace. Um, they're anti-pain chemicals. These are the chemicals that God created to relieve you from pain. How many of you here tonight have some pain? Usually it's, I almost should ask how many don't have pain. Anybody not have any pain? couple, gosh, it's like, amen. amen, there's like six of you. And then when we count the emotional pain, which is also in the pain centers, there's nobody. I've never met a person on the earth who doesn't have emotional pain. Remember, even Jesus before the crucifixion had emotional pain. He didn't want, he really went through a period of intense pain. How, how much more than all of us who are not Jesus, who are not having God as our father, our true father, I mean Jesus is the son of God. We become the children of God through the scriptures. And, um, but it's different. We're not Jesus. So this is very important to pray in. And these chemicals, when they're balanced, are those chemicals that will relieve you of, of pain, of, ex- of extreme um, discomfort, of um, hyperactivity, anything that's too hyperactive, which is from the other side. So we don't want you to have too much inhibition or too little. Too much is depression. Too much inhibition is you're tired. Too much inhibition makes you exhausted. It makes you hopeless, helpless, where you feel you're never going to heal, and you just, you just kind of throw the towel in. And cancer is an inhibitory disease. I'll just name them quickly. Um, infectious diseases that don't heal, wounds that don't heal, low thyroid function, um, slow heart rate, bradycardia, um, constipation, that's, you know, that's a, an inhibitory. So I just want to give you some examples. If you don't have enough inhibition, you have pain and discomfort, which a lot of you in here said you have. Again, there's literally only about six hands that went up that didn't have any you know, noticeable pain and discomfort. We want to pray into balance. We don't want too much. We don't want too little. And we don't want you guys to have the excitatory imbalance. So instead of just feeling great and 
jogging and swimming and climbing mountains and meeting deadlines and singing and dancing, you end up with anxiety, panic attacks, anger problems, you get resentful, judgmental, and you get um, inflammatory conditions. You get autoimmune diseases, you get inflammatory conditions, like heart and lung and um, vascular diseases can be inflammatory without being autoimmune. You, you have um, structural impairment. A lot of that's on these pages. You can have tendonitis, bursitis, um, neuropathies, um, myositis. You can have uh, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, fibromyalgia, trauma and injury. That's on the excitatory side because you get spasm and tension in your muscles and inflammation. So what do we want to do? We want to pray that all out right this second. Because we can. What does it mean to pray it out right this second? It means we pray balance. It means you don't have too much of these chemicals. You don't have too little. God did not create us to have too much or too little. Only the enemy wants too much or too little because he wants you to be miserable. I mean, what else is the enemy here to do? He's here to make you be uncomfortable. He's here to make you um, be emotionally and mentally out of balance. And, and that is giving him a great day. So we're here to, to make the enemy miserable because we want to get you all feeling much better, feeling great, and then the enemy is not happy. So, But God is incredibly happy because his precious children are healed. He loves every one of you. So let's pray into the balance. So, Lord, I want to pray for everybody here the perfect balance. You all know if you're depressed. You all know if you're having anxiety attacks. You all know if you're angry too much of the time. You guys already know this stuff. You know if you have autoimmune disease or you have sore backs or heart disease or you know, hypertension. And you all know if you have cancer. You all know if you have hypothyroidism. So you all already know what you've got. We're just now lining it up with the chemicals that you need corrected. So we're going to pray into these right now. God, I want to pray for perfect balance for everybody here so that you have the perfect amount of inhibition and excitation. It's going to make makes a big difference. So I want to pray for GABA, taurine, serotonin, tryptophan, 5-hydroxytryptophan. These are neurotransmitters, but we're going to go into the rest of your brain. We're going to pray into neuropeptides like... Um, the endorphin family, beta endorphins, um, the endocannabinoid family. Um, we want to pray into your um, neuroendocrine hormones, especially oxytocin and vasopressin. So we're going all over your brain now for balance. Too much or too little, we don't want. We want the balance. I want to pray into God for balance for every one of you. And all of you almost raised your hands on pain. And so we want to get rid of that. We're going to go into the pain centers of the brain, the insula, the amygdala, the anterior cingulate cortex, whether you have physical pain or emotional pain. And at the same time, I might as well go into the hippocampus, which is the memory center of the brain, where you keep memories of pain, memories of misery, memories of trauma and injury. And we're going to ask God to get rid of all of it. We can pray to God to empty out your hippocampus and empty out your pain centers. God can do that 
Instantly. We, so we want the memory and the perception and feeling to just be poured out by the Lord. And what does he do with all that empty stuff where he's poured out decades of pain and misery and suffering and struggle and not feeling well? He fills you with these beautiful chemicals that are inhibitory. And he also fills you with some chemicals from your endocrine system. He fills you with adrenal corticosterone, and he fills you with pancreatic exocrine enzymes. They all reduce pain and inflammation and discomfort, and we want to pray that into every one of you, into these beautiful centers that in the medical field we call pain centers. God doesn't even call them pain centers. He says, I didn't create pain centers. I create early warning centers. You're just supposed to have centers that say, whoops, this is painful. I won't go do this anymore. And that should be the end of it. In the medical field, this stuff just accumulates, accumulates, accumulates. We have pain centers. So I want to pray all of this out and pray these beautiful chemicals into every part of you, into your pain centers, into the thalamus, into the whole brain, into your spinal cord into your autonomic nervous system. That, that innervates all the tissues and organs within your body, from your eyes to your bladder to your heart to your digestion. We want that all touched by these beautiful chemicals. And I want to pray into your somatic nervous system, which is more superficial, more the skin and the, you know, the outer structures, you know, outer layers of muscle and tissue, we want this, these chemicals all over you, all the way to your ankles, your toes, your fingers, every part of you. And you can pray this into yourself. Pray the, If you have pain, pray this into yourself every single day. Just make God your best friend and pray into these chemicals. You don't have to memorize all the chemicals I just said. Just know they're inhibitory, they're anti-pain, they make you feel good. If you want to memorize the chemicals, that's fine with me too. But any way you work with it, God will use it to heal you. And they're beautiful chemicals. And um, I want to pray in the name of the Lord that he, he flows these like rivers of living water. They're flowing through your whole body and making you feel wonderful. On the excitatory side, um, again, we want to make them be perfectly balanced. You don't want too much or too little. Too much, you get sick. You might even get angry all the time and want to punch people out. Or you have panic attacks, and you're getting all these autoimmune conditions, inflammatory conditions, structural impairment. And what we want is just you guys to have a lot of energy and happiness and joy and feel your best. So what do we want to do? We want to pray into the perfect balance of glutamate for all of you dopamine for all of you. We want to pray into acetylcholine. If your memory's bad, you need acetylcholine and dopamine. That helps um, perk up your brain so your brain's much sharper, your memory's much better. Um, we want to pray into norepinephrine, epinephrine, phenylalanine, and tyrosine at the perfect amounts. So when you go to sleep at night, you sleep. How many of you would like better sleep? Almost more of you want better sleep than want relief of pain. My goodness. 
A lot of people, I see this everywhere in the churches. What you need is you need those inhibitory neurotransmitters. Remember this. Pray to God, Lord, just get rid of all this excess excitation that's making it hard for me to go to sleep, gives me nightmares, gives me bad dreams, wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm hyperactive. I, I then go urinate three or four times, some of the people, because you're overactive. Your nervous system is overactive from those too much of excitatory chemicals. So we want inhibitory at night. You want great sleep. If you wake up, you want to go right back to sleep and be peaceful. Just remember this. You, I'd love to have you all, with all those hands up, pray into this yourself. It's really important to do. God will help you with this. And, and you wake up in the morning, and unless you're one of the, you know, the people that can stay in bed really late, a lot of people get up and they're off dropping the kids off at school. They're getting ready for work. They're getting ready for their own school or training, whatever they're doing. They're ready to go to Walmart. They're ready to get their car looked at. Think of they, they go shopping. They go to Safeway. Think of all the stuff you've got to do during the day. It's endless. So we need you to have energy. We don't want you to have autoimmune disease or sore backs or sore necks. So, Lord, I want to pray the perfect balance, but all of you have the excitatory you need at the perfect time and that it is beautiful. So sleep at night, inhibition, quiet time inhibition, active time excitatory, but all at the right level. Please continue to ask God for this. He will listen to you. And you want to be able to go back and forth between the two. Sometimes the enemy will do everything he can to even give you both sides being messed up, where both sides have too much or both sides have too little. Always ask God for the perfect amount. And I want to quickly pray, and then I'm going to turn this back to Dr. Malou, into some of these chemicals. And what I want to share with you is God's purpose for some of these chemicals. So I want to pray into God's perfect plan for why you have these chemicals. Because, again, I mentioned all the medical and the disease things. Now let's go to God's perfect plan on these chemicals. So I want to pray into every one of you for your oxytocin and vasopressin, why these are posterior pituitary and hypothalamic chemicals. Why are they so important? They bond you and give you love for God and love for one another. What are these poor little autistic kids dealing with? Um, they don't have bonding capacity. They don't bond with people. The ADHD and autistic kids, the enemy just cut them off from chemicals like oxytocin and vasopressin. So even if you're an adult and you have trouble bonding or, or, or God bonding, I want to pray that for every one of you at the highest level of why you own these chemicals. And I want to pray also into your dopamine because it is, yes, it gives you energy and strength and activity, but it is a reward chemical. It's created by God to reward you for whatever you need. And you can pray into dopamine in what's called the reward center of the brain. And what God does is he works with the reward center. And when that is activated, he'll give you virtually any positive thing that you pray for. You can pray against illness through the reward center of the brain, which is dopamine-regulated. 
With the nucleus accumbens, the ventral tegmental area, don't worry about the medical terms. Just know you have a reward center that God loves to work with. When it's in balance, you can pray and pray, and he loves to give you the desires of your heart. We've, we've researched the reward center medically all the way back to the 1950s, and we know how it works and what it does in humans and animals. It's been very strongly researched. And we know from the secular side, because that's what medicine is, that people where this is strong, they're successful. Everything they seem to want to do works. For God, this is a, a place of love and blessings. All of us really want to think of it more that way. Pray into it. Ask God to heal you. Ask him for the desires of your heart, and he will bless you. And I want to pray over that, that you're all balanced with the right amount of dopamine, the NA and the VTA, so it's a healed system. A lot of people, it's broken. Um, I want to pray into your... Um, um, your beta endorphins and your endocannabinoids because they are special groups of chemicals that at the highest level give you bliss, the bliss and love of the Lord. And we know what we do in the medical field is we say, oh, endorphins, that's the runner's high. You've all heard that term, right? I mean, everybody's heard the runner's high. Now, that's more of a secular thing. You know, you're biking and you're exercising really hard and you get the runner's high. It's all, these are also healing chemicals. They help to heal you from anything that's painful or uncomfortable. You need these chemicals. But at the highest level, they're chemicals of bliss and love. So I want to pray that for all of you as well. Um, I want to pray into the, um, the um, norepinephrine and epinephrine because those are chemicals. They're excitatory, but they give you energy, stamina, vitality. So I want to pray into that for all of you. They're very important chemicals. I'm, again, I'm taking them at the highest level uh, as we understand it for why God created these. I want to pray also into your GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid, which is an inhibitory chemical. And it's another one of these anti-pain chemicals, but it also stabilizes the electrical system of the brain. And when you guys get pain, which so many of you do, Often the electrical system is hyperactive and is stimulating pain impulses. And that's not what God wants. And I want to pray GABA for all of you because it goes against these pain chemicals, this electrical discharge that's going on. Epilepsy and seizures, you need the GABA to get rid of it. I prayed over a woman who was dying from brain cancer, metastatic to her whole body. She was having multiple seizures all through the day, every day. Seizure medication not helping her. And I prayed over her, and she never needed seizure medication again. God took away every seizure. And the man who brought me over to pray for her had sciatica and back pain. He said, my sciatica went away. He said, you're not even praying for it. And he said it went away anyway. <laughs> he was really happy. I think he was happier for his sciatica than he was for, well, I know he was happy for the seizures. But anyway, um, these are super important chemicals. And I'm going to turn this back to Dr. Manu. You want to do energy? Go ahead. That's really important. Yeah. This will help all of you heal what Dr. Malou is going to pray over. Pray over DNA and energy. DNA and energy. 
Okay. Both of those. Okay. Go ahead. So um, thank you, Lord, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what David said. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, oh Lord God. And I have, we have your DNA. It is perfect. You know, at the core of our being, we are made of repeating blocks of four genetic code, the adenine, guanine, cytosine, and thymine. And God um, chose marriage to um, combine 23 chromosome from the, the mother and uh, 23 chromosome from the father. I'm not going into the detail how it happened, but you are fearfully... <laughs> And wonderfully made, and each cell, from one cell, you became a beautiful woman and man of God containing about 75 to 100 trillion cells now, and one cell has about six feet of DNA. That's how wonderful you are. And if we read each code, one minute per, one, one code per second, for a man, uh, it, it would take 96 years to understand a male um, creation. Multiply that by two because we are more complicated. Women, you will understand us after 200 years. I'm just saying that that's how the Lord, the, the glory of God in the human body is revealed. And you know what St. Augustine said, that uh, men go abroad to wander at the heights of the mountains. They would wonder at the huge waves of the sea, the long courses of rivers, the vast compass of the ocean, the circular motion of the stars. And we pass by ourselves without even noticing it. God's most beautiful creation, that's us. And so, Lord, we glorify you tonight. Thank you. Lord, we rebuke self-hatred. We repent for those times when we look at the mirror and we want to end our life, God, because... You died for us because we think we are worthy. And for those suffering from depression, I want you to know that the heart of the Lord is Psalm 34, 18. That um, he grieves over a broken spirit. He cries out with us when we are hurting. A broken spirit and a contrite heart, the Lord said he will not despise. And even David said that, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disquieted within me? Put your hope in the Lord, for I will yet praise him. So, Father, I just pray that you restore hope tonight. Thank you, Lord, that tonight is the night that we start uh, a new life with your new DNA, a new identity, a new life in Christ, all our God, the new citizens of heaven, all our God. If there's any, Dr. Susan said that there's no cancer uh, without any genetic mutations. So I pray that tonight all the mutations are healed. The 53 suppressor gene that, that stops mutation is alive. Lord, that the oncogene gene that promotes mutation is, is dead. And uh, I want to go now to the energy. See, if you, if you look at anxiety, if you look at depression, Satan attacks our energy level. You know, if you have, um, if you have bipolar, uh, you're in manic phase. You have a lot of energy. You're losing weight. I remember, this is a true story, but there's a guy who is bipolar who is in a manic phase. If you're in a manic phase, you believe that you have a lot of money, you have a lot of business, but even if you're homeless, you have that kind of belief because you're, you're delusional. Your mind is so distorted. So he went to a car dealership. <laughs> Without down payment, he was able to drive that brand new car. And the sister has to call the dealership that, please, 
like my brother has to return the car because he's pretty much no money. He has no money. So that's how bipolar mind works when they're in a manic phase. They believe they're rich. They, they uh, max out their credit card. So, Father, I saw in our list for the, those struggling with bipolar, Lord, I declare that their mind is patterned after Christ. Lord, that um, they believe whatever is true and honest and honorable and excellent and admirable, oh, Lord God. Lord, you said that, that the, the key to destroying negative thoughts is just focusing on positive thoughts. It's easy until the negative thoughts um, are, are eradicated. And also, Lord, thank you. Uh, I just want to let you know that Hosea 4, 6 says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Therefore, we are restored by wisdom. And the Lord said in Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom in all the getting, get understanding. And the reason why we're sick is because we don't have wisdom. So, Father, thank you that as we eat our bread and steak and all that, that as we create energy, you see for every molecule of glucose that we eat from that bread, we can, um, depending on our activity, whether we exercise or not, we can create 36 maximum adenosine triphosphate. That's our energy. So when you're just sitting in front of your TV watching football with a bag of potato chips and Coke, the Lord is so gracious. None you deserve you zero ATP, but he still gives you two because that's who he is. But if you lace up your shoes and kind of do the treadmill or watching TV, you actually propel your metabolism from glycolysis to the Krebs cycle. If you review your high school biochemistry, it goes into the mitochondria, then you produce 36 total ATP. And what is ATP? It's like gas for your car. That's how we fight infection. So if you're not exercising, you're not propelling that ruah, the breath of God that he breathed into Adam and Eve's nostrils, then you are 36 times weaker to fight infection. You're saying to cancer cells, come on, you can, you're welcome inside my body, and you can reside and do whatever you want. But if we exercise, we're pretty much um, propelling that breath of life that the Lord has given us to every molecule, and then we create 36 ATP, enough for us to heal any disease. Everything. Yeah, so Father, we repent for those times that we choose to watch TV over exercise. You said that our body is not our own. Therefore, we have to honor you with our body, Lord. You created us, and then we, during the fall, oh Lord God, you decided to die for us because you thought that this body is worth dying for. And for all of you who struggles with love handles and <laughs> a little bit of weight, the Lord is saying that in the last day, during rapture, we will all have six packs no in more. heaven. No more. I love it. That's so great. It's in the Bible. Glorified body. So, uh, yeah, this is how we heal. You see, we complicate healing. We'd rather be in a healing line. When the Lord is telling us the key to health is easy. Eat the right food, exercise, sleep, and trust the Lord for the rest. Yeah. The reason in tw in two years from now, mental illness like anxiety, panic attack, depression will overtake heart disease 
as the number one cause of disability in the U.S. It's a shame, and it happens also in the Christian, us, in the body of Christ, when we should be declaring a different message that, hey, this is us. We don't succumb to stress because we have this amazing God that breathed life into the universe and he created heaven so he can hold us together when we are falling apart. No big deal. So thank Thank you. you. I want to pray for one last thing because we wanted to give things to pray for that every single person sitting in this room could be blessed by and help to heal you. But I do want to pray over everybody's cells. Now, there is so much variety of issue illness-wise sitting in this room that I want to get a little specific with you on this issue. I want every one of you to focus on what you're here for from the sickness side tonight, whether it's, you, you know, diabetes, so it's my pancreas, or you've had a stroke and it's your brain, or you're really concerned about your blood pressure, go focus on your blood vessels, you've got gastritis, you know, go into your stomach, but, or you have multiple things. Now, I want you all to focus on these parts of you that are not the way they should be. The reason I want you to focus on them is because we want to we get them healed. And every one of your cells makes up the conglomeration of an organ, That's how God created us. The body of Christ that is our personal body has many functions. The heart's function is different than your kidneys, and your kidney is different than your large intestine. But they all have certain things in common, and this is where I like to pray if I'm in a big group like we are tonight. Like I'm not looking so much at what the individual function is of your heart versus your kidneys, But what I'm looking at is that every one of those groups of cells making up your organs that is sick has a healing. See, this is what every cell in your body, trillions of cells, have in common, which is they're meant to do the function God created them to do. When you are not doing that and you are miserable, you have pain, you've got um, symptoms, whatever the symptoms are, because each disease has its own special symptoms. It just means that that conglomeration of cells making up the tissues of the organ have been impaired. They have been wounded. They've been harmed. And of course, it's not from God that harms things. It's the devil. Sometimes it's our lifestyle. It can be our emotions that Dr. Malou was just talking about, because all of these emotional things create distortions and damage to the body. So what we want to do is we want to spend a few minutes and just correct that. And let's look at you at the cellular level. Now, I don't know how many of you have looked at cells under a microscope. I know Dr. Malou and I looked at a lot of cells when we were in our medical training. We're always looking at cells, looking at cells. So we know what a normal cell looks like, and we know what a sick cell looks like. And there's big differences between a healthy cell and a sick cell in terms of the structure and the function and the chemistry, everything. And when you're sick with all these things on the sheets, if I look at your cells under a microscope, they're not going to look the way they they have looked when you're healthy or they should look. So this is what I want to address right now is the healing of you at that most foundational level. The most foundational, of course, is the DNA. 
And the energy production is extremely foundational. And these other things we've prayed over. But let's look at healing this part itself. So again, I'm only asking you to look at the parts of you that are sick for healing purposes, not like, like misery purposes. So what I want to do is a couple of things at the cellular level for all of you. This is where we want to... We want to we, there's nobody here that we don't want to address your issues. That's why the cells are so important, because it covers every person in this room. You're all made up of cells, and those cells make your organs and tissues. So there's nobody we're leaving out. So what we want to do is two things. One is get rid of every disease process that is affecting you on the cellular level. Now, a lot of the things we've mentioned are doing that, but I want to pray it out at the cellular level. What does it mean? Now, we've looked at the um, transmitters, but let's go to the cellular level. So I want to pray out every bit of inflammation from every one of you, every single person that's here tonight. We showed that on the diagram that it's in, we see that with every single disease that is excitatory. But we also see it with a lot of inhibitory diseases. You have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you have low thyroid, you're still having inflammation. It's one of the most common things we see in the whole body is inflammation. It's everywhere. There's probably not a single person in this room that doesn't have inflammation somewhere in your body. And I want to pray out every trace of heat, swelling, pain, redness. If it's on your skin, you get rashes, you get these red cancers, you get red little acne lesions. It's all inflammatory. I want to pray inflammation out of every single one of you now at the most foundational cellular level. When you have inflammation, you usually have pH imbalances. You have what we call localized acidosis. Very few people are overly alkaline, by the way. I want to mention that. We don't see much of that in the medical field. One of the reasons is there's virtually no foods in our diet that are alkaline. Yeah. We, you might read that they are, but I can tell you medically they, there's hardly a food that is over you know, 7.2 or 7.3 pH. Most of the foods are either extremely acidic, like your Coca-Colas and your you know, soft drinks and, and lemon juice, um, citric acid, um, moderately acidic or somewhat you know, mildly acidic. But everything you eat, because it's low pH, almost everything, you have to buffer the minute it gets in your body. So there's some myths out there that... You know, you eat these foods and they make you alkaline. All these foods do is they activate your buffer system so that you bring acidic foods up to the pH level where you don't end up in the ICU dead. Because yeah. when you go, if your whole body goes overly acidic, you're either dead or you're in the ICU until we can regulate you and get you slightly, acid, slightly alkaline again. So um, that's just the way it is. And um, I can't do anything about that. It's just how life, stress does the same thing. You stop breathing or you hyperventilating. You do all kinds of things that make you more acidic. So we're dealing with that. I want at that cellular organ level to pray that out for every one of you. It go, we see it a lot with inflammatory conditions. There's often localized acidosis. 
And there are parts of the body like the stomach that are naturally acidic with very low pH, like the stomach is, you know, 1.5 to around 3 pH, way below your 7, 7.2, 7.3. Because you're digesting protein, you need hydrochloric acid to digest the protein. You need pepsin. You need... It's just an acidic environment. But most of our body should be regulated towards slightly alkaline. And what I want to do is pray into your whole system. What does it mean I'm praying into your blood? There's three buffer systems in your blood that keep you from being too acidic or too alkaline. We have the pancreas, which makes, if you're overly acidic, we make um, fluids in the pancreas that are bicarbonate-rich that help to make you more um, alkaline in your small intestines. Why? Because food in your stomach is super acidic. It's going to go through the pyloric valve into your small intestine, and you're going to destroy your whole digestive tract if we don't alkalinize it. The bile from your liver is above 8 in its pH or slightly below 8, and that's part of how we regulate the pH back to alkaline once it goes in the small intestine, and then the pancreatic fluids do that, and so do the digestive enzymes. So that's part of the regulating system. Your lungs are part of the regulating system. You breathe in oxygen. You breathe out acidic waste products like carbon dioxide. Um, Your kidneys, they're part of the regulating system. Your urine is either very acidic often or very alkaline, depending on what you got to throw out of your body to stay balanced. And your bones, how many of you know your bones are how you regulate acid, alkaline, pH as well? We have alkaline minerals in our bones that when we're eating our, I shouldn't, our burger, our Twinkie, I was going to say our, none of you guys eat Twinkies, I'm sure. (laughs) You're all too awesome for that. But when we eat our junk food, whatever we're eating we shouldn't eat and we get too acidic, we're killing our blood, our blood, there's all these buffers make you alkaline, make you alkaline. We're wearing ourselves out. So what do our bones do? They release minerals. They release calcium. They release magnesium. They release potassium. They release other minerals like manganese and copper and silica. And and the big ones are there to buffer you. You will release bones to keep you alkaline until you have not a bone left in your body. Just think of that. You won't have a bone left before your body will go acidic. That's what happens with osteoporosis. We, we teach people in the medical field that it's all hormonal. It's partly hormonal, but it's, a big, it's also pH. I want to pray for every one of your cells that you are super alkaline the way you're meant to be. Not, not super like you're 12 pH or something, but you're really healthy. If you are cancerous, I want to pray that out too. Why is that important? Because cancer is one of the two biggest illnesses next to heart disease in our country. Some of you here tonight have cancer. Some of you do not have cancer, but you have the DNA mutations for cancer. I want to pray out every one of you. Dr. Malou already prayed out the mutations. I want to pray out the tendency to make cancer in every one of you because a lot of you are going to make cancer. You may not have it now, but you might have it in three years, five years, ten years, or you've had cancer, you don't want it back. I want to pray for all of you that your, your cellular structure function 
is completely normal, and we're not seeing any of the changes that cancer causes, which is acidosis. It causes DNA mutations, and it causes what we call a primitivization and a medical word, de-differentiation of your cells. Because all they want to do then is reproduce. They look weird. They're not functioning normally. And they're, and they're um, just replicating to keep going. They don't do the normal stuff your cells should do. Yeah. So we want to cast all of that out of every one of you at a cellular level. Every cell in your body starting to make precancer even, we want to cut it off in the name of Jesus. Any of you have subclinical infections, virus, bacteria, fungal, parasitic, I don't care what, I want to cast that out as well. And Dr. Malou prayed in the energy pathways. Perfect. I want to pray in that every other part of your cell is healthy or you're never going to heal. I don't care. You know, I look, every part of the body is represented in these sheets. I want to pray that every one of you has healthy cellular membranes. I want to pray that your cellular structure is healthy and what we call the organelles, the little tiny parts of your cells, are functioning, whether they're meant to reproduce or create memory or create certain kinds of structural things or, you know, they're part of the energy creation. The cells are complicated. I want to pray back health into every one of your cells. That will help get rid of any kind of illness, just like the energy does. I want to I pray in one last thing that hits on what Dr. Malou talked about. And I love sharing this. Um, it's, it's, again, it's one of God's perfect visions. So what God has shown me, and a few of you that have been with us may have heard me say it, but I love saying it, so I apologize for any of you that have heard it. But God's perfect explanation for adenosine triphosphate or this perfect chemical that can cure everything is he says, okay, let's compare this to going and having a big dinner. He says, go to your house, invite your best friends over, have a lot of people, and then we're going to have a party. Now, go over to Safeway and go buy food for all your friends You go over to Safeway, and God gives you five pennies. How much food are you going to buy for your friends with five cents? How are you going to feed 50 people on five pennies? So, (laughs) I don't know, that would be a real challenge. So, you get something over there. You know, what do they do at Safeway? Maybe they give you a little... (laughs) Safeway bags. (laughs) You bring back a bag. I love it for your friends. Everybody's so upset. Nobody's happy. Everybody's complaining to God. God, you said we're going to have a feast. I love the bag. That's even worse than I usually give you a carrot stick. Or a piece of celery. Dr. Malou came up with the biggest thing of all. You get a bag. It's making me cry. I'm laughing so hard. Okay, God's the bad guy now. He didn't give you a feast. So you complain. You go back to Safeway. You feel your pocket. All of a sudden, there's $1,000. 
you are super happy. You go out, you buy food for everybody. You buy everybody's favorite food. You know what your best friend's like. You come home with roasted turkeys and roast beefs and hams and layer cakes and everything, even stuff you shouldn't eat that Dr. Malou would say you get no ATP at all on. But you got a feast, and everybody's happy. And God said, this is adenosine triphosphate. You don't make any energy. You are starving to death. Yeah. You're like that little tiny boy I told you about who can't eat, and he's a year and a half old, and he weighs 15 pounds with little feet. Now God's starting to have him yes. eat food. That's beautiful. And then you feast, and you're full, and you feel great, and you're celebrating. That's what this is all about. So we want every one of you to have a feast and not a famine. And it's a feast of energy, it's a feast of healing, and most of all, it's a feast of God's love. Amen. And we're going to end with God's love. <laughs> and um, Dr. Malou and I are both going to um, pray the love of God. I love ending. There's no other way to end. How else could we ever end a healing session less than God's love? So we want to cover every one of you with the we total love, you guys. love of God. And we love you guys. It's really nice that Dr. Malou said that. But nobody can love you like God. We can love our hearts out, and we do, but God is, he's the one. And so we pour his love into all of you. We pour out all the love that we're capable of doing, which is, which is, is much, we totally love you guys, but God is the ultimate. And that, and that in, in this precious work of healing, that everything we prayed into you, again, we recommend just even the principles. Just keep praying into yourself because what you're praying back is the way God created you to be. That's all we're praying into you is how you're meant to be. And you don't have to know all the medical terms, but know the principles. I can't say that enough. Pray for yourself. Pray for your DNA. Pray out mutations. Pray that God activates the three chemical pathways of every cell. Make 36 ATP. You don't have to know a lot of technical information. You're going to feel great. Dr. Malou and I always feel great. We pray in ATP, and we're busy people, but I love making as much ATP as I can. You're, going to, you're not only going to feel healthy, you're going to feel strong, yes. and you're going to be active. It's, you're going to love it, love that. Pray into your brain. Pray into your neurons. Pray into your neurotransmitters. Pray into those special chemicals that I prayed into you guys, which I don't do very often, but it really is a wonderful thing to pray into. If you don't remember the chemicals, just say, Lord, when I was with Dr. Susan and Dr. Malou, we got prayed into for these great chemicals. I don't remember the name, but you know what they are. Yeah. And they, they make us happy, they make us rewarded, they make us loving, they make us blissful, they give us energy, um, they take us out of pain and make us comfortable. So pray, just ask God. Um, pray into your hippocampus so you don't have bad memories. Pray into every part of your body like we did tonight with the cells and just say, God, don't give me those irregular, toxic, non-functioning cells that I got prayed over tonight that's in my body making me sick. Just give me regular, beautiful-looking, well-functioning, strong, healthy cells that are going to—they're they're, going to make me feel great. Healthy cells, you have no symptoms. You don't feel bad. You sleep well. You wake up. You have a good, busy day. 
you're active, but you're not dealing with a lot of stuff you shouldn't have. And everybody's birthright is meant for this. There's not one of you. Some of you are going to heal faster. Some of you are going to heal a little slower. But you're all going to heal. That is God's guarantee. There are so many verses in the Bible where he tells you he virtually guarantees healing. Believe in him and trust in him and and just be patient. Love him if you're a little more progressive for the little things he does. Little things like even having a better mindset or a better mood. Building your trust, building more love, whatever it is, thank him for even the smallest thing. Because he will just make every one of those small things huge things. And even the thousands of people I've seen have miracle, instant healings, they still need more healing. Like who, you have a miracle, and then God, you come back and God heals other things. Amen. He heals your heart. He heals your mind. He heals little things that weren't as big a deal as your big thing. But he will just keep healing you and healing you to the end of your days And every day is going to be better than every other day if we do that. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you. Okay. So, yes, go um, receive all of that deep into your spirit. Um, This will be on podcast. Um, It's currently on Facebook Live on Dr. Susan's page, but if you want to hear this again, it's on podcast, and uh, it'll be available later this week on uh, Blazing Fire's website, so uh, blazingfire.org. So if I could ask our prayer teams to also come up and help Anne and Malou and Susan to come and um, minister tonight. And um, please visit Mike over at the resource table. And um, blessings, God's peace and love pour over you. In Jesus' name, amen.